Wanderers to another exciting episode of Hostel Stories. Today we are embarking on a journey that might just change the way you perceive the world around you. Imagine this, in the midst of our noisy, fast-paced lives, there exists a profound sanctuary, a place of pure silence. But silence isn't just an absence of sound, my friends, it's a presence, a powerful force waiting to be explored. I'm your host Zena, and today we're diving deep into the heart of silence. In a world filled with constant chatter and buzzing screens, finding peace can seem like a distant dream. But what if I told you that silence isn't just the void, it's a language, a profound conversation waiting to be heard. Imagine a vibrant hostel in the heart of San Cristobal, a life with the energy of celebration. Amidst the laughter and joy, I cross paths with Corinna, a kind of spirit from Austria with a unique story. This chance meeting became the genesis of today's exploration. Right at the top of a mountain after a hike, when I visited Corinna in her home place in Vienna. In this episode, we are joined by this remarkable soul, Corinna, who embarked on a transformative silent retreat in the serene corners of Mazunte. Now picture this, surrounded by nature's symphony, disconnected from the noise of the world, and left alone with nothing but your thoughts. Corinna dared to embrace this silence, and what she discovered will leave you awestruck. But this isn't just about Corinna's journey, it's about all of us, in a world that never stops talking, where distractions are endless, finding solace in silence becomes a radical act of self-discovery. When was the last time you truly listened to the world around you? When did you last let the silence guide your thoughts and emotions? Today, we're not just exploring Corinna's experiences. I'm inviting you to join us on a quest for inner stillness. So fasten your seatbelts, dear listeners. Because this episode isn't just a story, it's an adventure into the uncharted territories of our own minds. As we unravel the mysteries of silence, be prepared to be inspired, moved, and perhaps transformed. Silence speaks volumes, my friends. Are you prepared to listen, not just with your ears, but with your soul? Our journey begins. that's actually the conclusion right like people only work to to achieve certain things or to to achieve certain levels of pleasure i mean like if you're not really into materialistic things where do you want to spend your money on you know right i mean everything's work right like not only the work that you earn money with is work but Mm. everything in our life is work we work on our characters actually i just wanted to say maintaining our environment as it is like that's also an important word especially in our western european world we are so much focused on working for money that we forget to work for anything else i think it's still easy to forget that we have to work on so many things Mm -hmm. not only for money but we also have to work for ourselves or on ourselves how did you feel in mexico do you work in mexico 
little things like we both did right selling chocolate at some point <laughs> <laughs> did i tell you i sold yeah. the cake and was <laughs> i did <laughs> so amazing and did it, it work so cool. yeah it was so much fun like i didn't do it for the money i just did it for the experience because you know like one of my dreams was to travel around and sell turkish pastry and turkish coffee in my van mm. so i thought to do the pre-project and sold cake And it worked out. Yeah. First day I did it with a friend who was selling perfume. So we're standing on the street. It was so beautiful. And uh, mainly friends bought my cake. <laughs> But then the second day I went there alone. I I prepared three different kind of cakes. Wow. And people were looking at it like, whoa, what the all? And that time was holidays, mm -hmm. Mexican holidays. So a lot of people came to Mazunte. There were so many locals who bought my cake and like almost at the end of the night, I bought maybe 70% of my cake. In three days, I made like 80 euros, which was so much. Oh my God, that's so nice. But more important than the money was the connections I made. I met so many beautiful people, like mm -hmm. two older Mexican guys. And we weren't able to communicate because my Spanish is not as good and they couldn't speak English. So we we're talking with Google Translate. Mm. And then they were standing next to me for one hour and they were selling my cake for me in Spanish. What? Yeah, they were like to all people, I come here, here's delicious cake. It's oh so good. <laughs> and oh, I'm a, I was so thankful and offered them cake, of course, for free, right? But they didn't want it and they even gave me tips. So cute. Oh. It was beautiful. I met many, many beautiful people while standing there. And offering cake to people. <laughs> That's so beautiful. You you went to Mazunta too, right? Yeah, I was there for my silent retreat. So actually, I was really just there for my yoga and my silent retreat. I didn't really explore the city or the little village of Mazunta. Yeah, because the plan was to be there three weeks for um, the yoga retreat. Yeah. And then I wanted to just stay there and enjoy Mazunta. Mm -hmm. But in those three weeks, I had this huge calling to go in silence. Actually, wow. when I came there the first day, I already wanted to to get one of those uh, signs that says that, that I'm not talking, uh -huh. that I'm in Moana. It means just silence, um, but not silence in a way like not speaking, but also no communications, not with the eyes, not with touching, like not looking at each other. Mm -hmm. So it means like you are just with yourself at this moment and mm -hmm. you're enjoying silence. Mm -hmm. um, but then I didn't do it because they were saying that in those three weeks of yoga, it's for some people a space where you meet people that you will um, make friends for life. Like oh, you will wow. never forget. And, and that was actually true. So I really didn't want to miss this experience, but I decided to go in silence after that. Mm -hmm. So I spent the rest of my time in Sunta and in silence. Oh my god. Okay, so many things. Oh my god, so exciting. <laughs> so first of all, how was the yoga retreat? What made you go to Mazunta to do the yoga retreat? Actually, um, one year ago when I was traveling in Peru, I met a beautiful soul telling me exactly about this place in Masunta. Mm -hmm. He just looked at me and he said, I know where you would completely fit in. Like, that's your space. And mm -hmm. you should check it out. And he was recommending me exactly this yoga retreat. I told him, 
yeah, but I do yoga regularly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't need to go there. But then it wouldn't leave me. I would think about it a lot of times. I also figured out that it was not yoga as I knew it. Mm-hmm. It was more like yoga, not as a sport, but yoga as a philosophy. Oh, what does that mean? Mm, it's not only about movement, it's about an attitude. It's about how you live your life and how you perceive life. Yeah, it's like the old tradition from the yogis that mm-hmm. lived somewhere in, in Tibet. and Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like you changed after the yoga retreat? So much. Yeah. And also, the friends who I met there, they told me that in three weeks, they see a different person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I saw the, the same in them. Yeah. This big change. What changed in you? If you want to share, you don't have to. I have to think about it. Yeah. I think it was such a self-love and joy for life that I mm. that I experienced there. But not in a way of like searching joy and pleasure in outside things, but more like mm-hmm. finding them in myself without anything that is like needed from the outside. Mm-hmm. And you find the whole retreat taught you how to find happiness inside yourself? Yeah, I think so. There were It was not just yoga classes. It was a mix of meditation classes, yoga and philosophy classes, mm-hmm. where we would learn about the so-called uh, yamas and niyamas, things that you should do or not do. Mm-hmm. But it's not about you should not do them. It's more like about when you find this peace and love in yourself, you will just not engage in those things like like stealing or a violence. Those topics are so big. Like you could talk about, we talked about one of those topics. I think it was 10 in total. We talked about one of each for like three hours. Wow. <laughs> so it's it's really a huge thing. So. It's really yeah. hard for me to break it down in just one sentence. For example, what what touched me was um was that stealing. Like obviously, I, everyone says you should not steal, and mm-hmm. it's not such an obvious thing. But if you break it down to what it can also mean, for example, not stealing yourself from the world, mm-hmm. I find that one really beautiful. And it comes back to what we said about work. Like if you work and burn yourself out, like work in in this way that we learn Mm -hmm. to 40 hours a week and i I feel like that's how i would steal myself from the world Mm -hmm. my real self yeah because my real me has no time and space to express and i cannot get to know it and other people that's a really interesting conclusion and you talk Mm -hmm. about that like three hours for each topic yeah every day in those three weeks we had this this philosophy class and did you talk with it like with all the other people there who were attending the yoga retreat or only with the yogi? So the yogis were, first of all, like telling us about those topics mm-hmm. and expressing their understanding of it and yeah, just teaching us what it's all about in this philosophy. Mm-hmm. And then we were discussing it together, also asking questions. And was it like the people said before that you go there and you're going to make friends for your life? Did you have the feeling too? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but not not with like everyone. It was not a group thing, mm-hmm. but like one or two special people. And I would also consider myself. <laughs> I also met myself for the first time. Oh, you met yourself for the first time? <laughs> yeah, like like really. So mm-hmm. I would say this is a friendship the last mm-hmm. <laughs> a lifetime. <laughs> that's but, beautiful. And that's yeah. the most important because you have yeah. to be a friend to yourself. You should be a friend to yourself. <laughs> Are you still practicing the yoga the way you learned it there? Yes, I yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Very regularly because it reconnects me with myself i forget myself for a while mm. <laughs> it helps you to reconnect with yourself yeah what was the feeling you had towards the yogis like i can't imagine the people who are there you know like have you mm-hmm. talked to them what they did before in life or what they are doing in life <laughs> it didn't really matter what they did in their life because it was just another story that they could tell Mm -hmm. um some of them would share it some of them not but it was really just important for all of us that we're here at this moment so so like none of us really shared about about where we come from Mm -hmm. or what we did in the past Mm -hmm. because it's not important Mm -hmm. it was really not yeah some of them you could really see that they were on this path for a very long time Mm very dedicated the teacher who founded the, the school yeah the founder mm-hmm. he had a very special energy when i came out of my silence retreat we had to share about our experience mm-hmm. and everyone would come to the front to sit next to him and then share to the group how it felt mm-hmm. and i was so stressed suddenly that I knew I have to go there and talk and I didn't really want to talk at all mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt like what's actually the the point in mm-hmm. in talking <laughs> <laughs> so it was so many days of experiences and and also of like nothing just silence and mm-hmm. and how could I how could I sum up all of my experiences in just a, a few little words Mm-hmm. that made no sense to me yeah <laughs> so but then when he when i was when it was my turn and i came to to the front yeah i just looked at him and i had to laugh so hard <laughs> <laughs> his presence was just clearing all my thoughts <laughs> yeah. and i was just laughing laughing and he would laugh with me <laughs> and then everyone would laugh and oh. i would not even say anything <laughs> And the only thing that I did share then was I felt every everything that was coming up and was stressing me in those days. Um, it was just really another story. Yeah. Like another story that you could tell. Nothing really life-changing. Mm-hmm. Even though it was big stories. Like I, I also had an accident in those days with my, with my motorcycle and mm. I couldn't move. I couldn't do the yoga practice. I, mm. I, I was also sick with my belly. So it was huge things to deal with mm. when you're alone and you cannot share it with someone. But still, it felt like just another story. Mm-hmm. And so I always had this feeling that I could just drop it. Mm. you weren't attached to it anymore yeah. it was just gone it was something from the past yeah like just dropping story mm-hmm. this I shared but wait just like for the order so the talk 
the conversation with the yoga founder was after the silent retreat, yes. right? And the silent retreat you had after the yoga mm -hmm. retreat. And how many days passed after the yoga retreat until you did the silent retreat? And so there were just um, five days of pause in between. Mm -hmm. uh, and then immediately the silent retreat. Mm -hmm. And it was different. It, the whole time in the yoga retreat, I had this calling to be silent. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to embrace silence more. And then when I had it, then my, my ego was, like the voice in my head, it was struggling a lot. It was telling me that, Actually, now we would prefer to go back to how it was in the yoga retreat. Talking to people. Yeah, and expressing how I feel about those things that happened. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't missing connections. Even though I couldn't talk, mm -hmm. I felt the people who were sitting with me the whole time. We were like all together there. Mm -hmm. Even though you were just for yourself, you knew that there were other people going through the same thing. Mm. Maybe other stories, maybe other feelings, maybe other thoughts, mm -hmm. but still the same process. That was beautiful. So I wasn't actually lacking connections. Mm, so were like silent connections that you felt yeah. all over. Also, what was super beautiful when I finished Silent Retreat, I was changing town. I was sitting in a bus and next to me was sitting this girl that I felt like I saw her before. I felt so much love for her mm. and, and so, so much like a feeling of a deep friendship. And if I knew her a long time ago and we just couldn't figure out where we met and we were like asking each other, have you been there? Have you been mm -hmm. at this festival, at this stand? And the conclusion was, no, I was n nowhere because the whole time in Masunda, I was just in the silent retreat and yeah. in this school. And then she said, oh, that's where we met. We did the same silent retreat. You and were so, sitting in the same room yeah. and you felt a strong connection, but you never yeah. like recognized her, exactly. how she looked. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah, I never saw her really, but yeah. I felt her so much. Yeah, because like she had the same energy, right, mm -hmm. after the retreat. So you mm -hmm. were like matching energies. <laughs> and when you saw her, like you felt it. Yeah. So how was the typical day when you were at the silent retreat? It was waking up very, very early because mm -hmm. um, there was a meditation happening at seven. Mm -hmm. But I had so much energy. Um, that I wanted to do yoga before the meditation, <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy because usually I would sleep uh, until 11, oh. <laughs> so sleep in the whole morning and then start my day with eating. So yeah. <laughs> this was a huge change that actually I wanted to move before the meditation. And then I would I would do my, uh, my kriyas, that's um, things that yogis recommend um, to purify yourself and to make yourself ready for meditation. It's um, some basic things that you would also hear in, the, in in our society, like obviously brushing your teeth and mm -hmm. taking a shower, but uh, then also some other kriyas like specific breathing techniques or uh, cleansing the the nostrils with some salt liquid mm -hmm. and the tongue and and that stuff. So um, that's that was really interesting because I've never heard about 
this before when I tried it and I, I like this, this routine. You still do it? Mm, I did it for a long time, but now with the traveling, I stopped because it was kind of time consuming. Yeah, time consuming and not so easy in hostels. But uh, then after the meditation, there was um, a yoga class and then we had breakfast, a really good vegan breakfast and then a little break. Mm-hmm. where we could read or rest or sleep, whatever feels good. After that, we would continue with meditation and yoga and meditation mm-hmm. <laughs> and lectures. There were also lectures during the day. What kind of lectures? And those philosophy classes. Um, but that I in the silent retreat. Also there, yeah, in both. And it was pretty much the same, the same schedule, just that one was more focused on yoga and the other was more focused on meditation. But then on the silent retreat, when you did the classes, were you able to talk or how was that? No, we were not able to talk. But if we had questions, we could write them down and the next day and he would answer Mm. all the questions. You were like basically just sitting in the room and listening to the person telling you about the philosophy. Mm -hmm. And... Still not talking at all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> One moment was really funny when we had a meditation and there was an earthquake happening. No. <laughs> and it was so short, but so oh intense that um, people would not know if this was really happening because yeah. it was really just for two seconds. And then you could just see that everyone opened their eyes for a second. Mm-hmm. And then you, I, I saw the teacher closing their eyes, uh, his eyes again. And, <laughs> and, and the next day he received a lot of questions about like, I'm not sure what happened there. Was it an earthquake? Uh, maybe it was not. Maybe I'm just getting crazy. <laughs> and the interesting thing, like you couldn't talk with each other yeah. to discuss if it was an earthquake or not. Yeah. But the only person you could get an answer from was the yes. teacher, right? And he received a lot of <laughs> a lot of those questions. Yeah. <laughs> we all felt the same. <laughs> Did you feel at any point that you're getting crazy? No, no. I felt more like the opposite, like getting clearer in my mind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for how many days was the sand retreat then for 10 but you could choose to stay 17 oh wow but i um it was my first one so i chose 10 days yeah mm-hmm. but do you remember how it was the first days being in silent and then the days in the middle and the last days where how you felt being in silent mm-hmm so the first day was very excited. Mm-hmm. Was like, wow, finally I'm doing this. So great. Everything is so special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I loved it. I was just super excited mm-hmm. before every meditation class. Um, because you also felt a calling to do it. Mm-hmm, exactly. The days in the middle, they were very challenging because of all those things that happened. I felt sick with my belly mm. and after the accident I had on day three I couldn't really sit properly for my meditation oh, no. and do my yoga because my whole uh, left side of my body was a little damaged. I mean what so, happened? On the way home because I wasn't sleeping in the center I was driving with the scooter and had this accident where I fell off the scooter. Oh no. So it was those things were affecting me a lot and I I was struggling. One day I felt like, I don't know if I faded. 
fainted, but I lost consciousness for two hours and I woke up <gasps> after after the meditation and I sat there in the exactly same position. Really? Before. Yeah, because it also had like 40 degrees on this day. Yeah. It was super intense. Yeah, that's really <laughs> when I woke up, I was like, wait, what happened the last uh-huh. time? <laughs> so. Why do you think you fainted? Mm, I'm sure because it didn't feel like sleeping. Yeah. It felt very different. But you fainted because of the pain or? Yeah, because of, I think, of the, of my sick belly. I, okay. I think I was just really sick in, on, on the stay and then the mm. heat and less drinking. So those were intense days and I asked myself a lot why I am doing this and mm. what's the point of it all? Why all this suffering? Is it, is it needed or not? What was your answer to that? I mean, like, <laughs> apparently you continued until the end, right? Yeah. I think my answer from today's perspective is that suffering itself is not necessary. I think you should always be compassionate to yourself and, and not suffer. But if you just make up the story of suffering, then it's something that you could go through. Mm-hmm. And I definitely made up a lot of those uh, suffering moments because Mm. if I would be really present I would just see myself sitting in a chair even after the accident or sick it's not a problem to just sit there and meditate like Mm. there's nothing wrong and everything is fine and you're held by the whole center and you get good food and you're taken care of and you have a good bed to sleep and Mm. everything is really fine the only thing that makes you feel suffer so much is your mind because your mm. mind creates those stories around of how problematic your situation is at the moment and mm. you're so poor that you cannot even tell anyone mm. <laughs> and how much better it would be to be able to tell everyone about it mm. yeah and that's so, very true i mean like mm. you're obviously not in a suffering moment right because you have what you just said food you have a sleep mm-hmm. like a bed you have a roof under your head, right? Like, exactly. why would you be suffering only because you're sitting? <laughs> and sure, it's only in your mind that kind of suffering. Exactly. So this kind of suffering, I feel like it's really good to just go through that and and find your way out. Recognize or acknowledge that you have everything you need and mm-hmm. that everything is fine as it is. I had a similar thing when I did my tattoo in Mazunta. Mm. So pain is obviously something that is really there. You can't really deny pain, but you can change the way how you deal with the pain. And the tattoo that I got there was the most painful thing I experienced in my life. Because, yeah, it's really huge and it's on my back. And for the first two hours, I was really in pain, like seriously in pain. But then at some point I was like, I'm only in pain because my body is trying to reject the pain. Mm. Because I was like really, you know, like holding myself and I wasn't relaxed or anything. And then at that point I thought, okay... I'm just going to relax. I'm going to accept the pain. I'm going to let it come because it's something I have to go through to achieve my goal of having the tattoo. So at that moment, I started to accept the pain and everything after was so much easier. Like I still felt the pain, but my body was accepting the pain. It was like letting it in instead of 
uh, creating a barrier. Yeah, like that helped a lot, accepting to suffer or like to change the concept of suffering. But yeah, so you were, were accepting where you were, you were accepting that you are in silence and that it's not a bad situation that you're in, that it's not something you have to suffer, but something you have to enjoy maybe. Mm -hmm. It took me some while though, yeah. <laughs> some days. Yeah. Do you remember how the last <laughs> days were, how you felt then? I think the change really happened on the last day. Mm -hmm. It took long to realize that. But the last day was amazing, just full of gratefulness and, mm. and joy. And you were saying, so you were staying not in the retreat place, but you had your own place in the center, right? Mm -hmm. And you were still silent when you were there? Yeah, because um, I went to the school at six in the morning, yeah. or like 5.30. I came home at 11, mm -hmm. so... There was no time to talk. There was no time to talk. I straight went to bed and stood up and went to school. Okay. I did everything at school. Mm -hmm. Also, my morning routine and brushing my teeth. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I see. Yeah. Wow. So, like, you said in silence for 10 days. Um, what does it mean to you to be silent? How have things changed for you? Hmm. I think I'm... Not any more uncomfortable when there's silence happening in, in my life, mm -hmm. <clears throat> like in a conversation or in general. Mm. So I can really enjoy it and see the beauty in it. For me, silence is so much more than just the absence of talking. It's like a complete new state of being, expressing through different means. Not just words. <laughs> it feels like like love for me. To be silent. Mm -hmm. Like so, being deeply in love. <laughs> I mean, how was it before you went to the silent retreat? Were you having silent moments and you felt uncomfortable with them? I mean, at some point, yes. Shortly before the retreat, I would say no. I was already comfortable with silence. Yeah, but my connection... The silence or my joy to be in silence increased a lot. Mm. Mm. Also, before you went to the silent retreat, when you were alone, without any friends or people, mm, were you trying to have silent moments, like no music, no background noises, just letting yourself in silence? Mm, yeah, but not very, very much of them. Really, just really and probably not really conscious mm -hmm. right? are you having those moments i do yeah i think about silence a lot of time especially with a lot of people i met while traveling or as well like just friends in my surrounding in germany or wherever i am are um, telling me that they're having a really hard time to be in silence And a lot of people, especially nowadays, the trend to go to Thailand, do all the yoga things. I met one special friend. She was telling me that she went to a silent retreat in Thailand just to be more aware and more conscious about everything she does in her daily life. She realized that she uses her phone 
while she's watching the TV and like next to her is her laptop and doing these kind of things. And she never has silence. For her, it was really, really weird to shut those things down and just enjoy the moment or just like to eat without all these three devices. And then I have friends as well in Germany, especially where we are used to always consume something, right? Like the TV is on or there's music. So we're always consuming something and we never leave ourselves in silence. And I thought about it a lot of times because I don't watch TV anyways. I listen to a lot of music. But then as well, I was trying to shut all these sources down and for instance if I eat I want the food to be something really special like it's holy to me I'm giving my body something that uh, yeah gives me the energy to go through my day so I want to appreciate like every bite that I have so especially when I'm eating I'm trying to be in complete silence and to focus only on the food, on the taste, on the textures, on everything. It feels wonderful. Like, I appreciate my food way more. And I also start when I go running in the morning, not to listen to music every time. So sometimes I'm running just like without music and I'm starting to listen to my breath, to how my body feels and looking around, listening to the birds. So I find silence really important in order to appreciate what is actually around you and to be present, to be more present. And yeah, like even without going to the silence retreat, I am, I think, really appreciating silence. I would love to do it at some point in my life, I will, <laughs> because I think there is way more. Um, but yeah, I think like I already do enjoy silence a lot and it's a really important topic in my personal life for sure i totally resonate with eating in silence that yeah. was one of the most special things i discovered there also mm -hmm. that eating in silence can be so powerful and mm -hmm. so wonderful taste to really taste mm -hmm. and see and feel <laughs> yeah exactly yeah I mean, it's just mm -hmm. way more than just like tasting the food. And I feel sometimes people just don't even taste the food because they're eating in a rush. And there's so much to discover when you just are present. And yeah, you can <laughs> embrace the presence while or with silence for sure. And with people as well, I am good with silence. I don't have to talk all the time and I'm also learning not to have questions all the time because I'm a person who's always talking, but I'm learning to be silent with people as well and to accept silence. It brings up beautiful topics, actually. Like if you're silent, if you're not always quest or having questions, then people will start talking about the things that are important to them right now. Mm, that's one thing I learned with a friend I actually met in Mazunta too. He taught me to be more silent in order to evoke conversations about things that are important for the person in the moment. How is it for you, like, if you're approaching people, for instance, and there's silence, do you feel uncomfortable or how how do you feel in general? I love connecting through silence. Yeah. For me, it's um, like for some people, maybe 
it means if you talk about your life and your stories and you share a lot, then you can connect a lot. And that's maybe true. You can also connect through silence, but on a different level. For me, it is super important, super important part when I meet someone to also embrace some moments of silence together and to feel the person without words, just their being. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you find that often? Yeah, I think I think people are getting more comfortable with silence in general. So I I do I do find that much more often in my life. Hmm. Would you like to invite the ones listening to have a little moment of silence together? Oh, that would be so beautiful. <laughs> Let's have a silent moment. Before we part ways today, my friends, I invite you to a moment of profound stillness. Together with Corinna and me, I encourage you to find a comfortable space, whether you're sitting, standing, or lying down. Close your eyes gently and take a deep, calming breath. Listen to the silence. Embrace it. Feel your heartbeat. The rhythm of life that connects us all. Listen to the nature around you. The wind rustling the leaves. The distant sounds of the world continuing its endless dance. For the next seconds, let yourself be present in this silence. Let it envelop you, comfort you, and remind you of the beauty of being alive. When the world is still, our hearts speak the loudest. It's so beautiful to lay here on top of the mountain, listening to the insects, hearing the wind, the trees, mm. and your own breath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can do this everywhere, actually. Mm-hmm. I find breathing too is totally underrated. And especially loud breathing. We never breathe loudly. <laughs> we used to. Be always quiet, right? To always mm-hmm. be quiet, not to make any noises. <laughs> but it's nice to be loud. I love being loud. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is a beautiful balance. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I told you many times, right? Like in the hostels I've been, People always say, Zaina, we know when you're here because of your loud laugh. 
That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Thank you so much for asking all those questions. Thank you. Welcome back, dear listeners. I hope that minute of silence allowed you to embrace the tranquility within, to reflect on the depths of the silence that often eludes us in our bustling lives. Now, I encourage you to ponder, how did you feel in that moment of stillness? Did your thoughts find a peaceful rhythm? Did the world outside fade away, leaving you with your own thoughts and the beating of your heart? Silence has a way of revealing our true selves, doesn't it? As we conclude this episode, I want to remind you that the beauty of silence isn't just in the absence of noise, but in the presence of understanding, in the depths of self-discovery. I hope Corinna's journey has inspired you as it has inspired me to find your own moments of quiet contemplation amidst life's endless chatter. Silence is a teacher guiding us to listen not only to the world, but also to ourselves. I encourage you to carry this newfound appreciation for silence into your own life. Take a moment each day to pause, to listen to the world around you, and to embrace the quiet, to just be. In that silence, you might find answers to questions you never knew you were asking. Who knows what truths you might uncover in the stillness? But dear wanderers, our adventures don't end here. In our next episode, I'll be sitting down with my dear friend Marius, whose journey through Latin America took an unexpected turn. Marius had to confront a challenge that many travelers fear, falling seriously ill in a foreign land. We'll explore his courageous battle with a tropical disease, the strength he found in the face of sickness, and the invaluable lessons he learned about resilience and the human spirit. As we sign off for now, remember that every journey, every story, and every encounter has the power to transform our perspectives and inspire us to seek out more stories, more connections, and more understanding. To stay connected here and be the first to hear these incredible narratives, make sure to subscribe and host the stories on your favorite podcast platform. Your support means the world to me, and your feedback helps me continuing to bring you these inspiring narratives. If you have any thoughts, questions, or stories of your own to share, I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. Until then, keep exploring, keep listening, and remember, the world has so much to teach us if we are willing to listen. Safe travels, fellow wanderers. See you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Para qual nada mais está tanto que somos, tanto que vivi.